This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon. This is uh, Cottage Talk full time. This is Emilio Dinello deputising for Russ Goldman. Uh, myself and Joe Tyvey have just witnessed Fulham's 2-0 uh, defeat against Manchester City. Um, coming away from Craven Cottage, after well, we managed to keep the score down to just a 2-0. But uh, Joe, let me introduce yourself to the show. It's been a while you've not been on Cottage Talk. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, yeah, I've missed um, I've missed a few games out of apathy, really. Um, Hopefully uh, people understand why, um, but I thought I'd come to this game because I, you know, I knew we uh, we would uh, probably lose the game. But I just wanted to see, you know, see how we fared against, uh, you know, one of the top European sides, and um, you know, we put up a good show, um, but you know, we didn't really threaten, uh, didn't really cause them too many problems, um, but you know, two 0 doesn't doesn't sound too uh, too embarrassing. Uh, Man City could have scored more. Their finishing was a bit poor in the second half. They got a bit um, lackadaisical in the second half. They had the game won already, two early goals. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it's good to be here. It's a nice spring day. <laughs> uh, no better place yeah. to be down by the Thames. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Shame like they were saying we couldn't. Yeah, couldn't have come away with at least a point, if not more. But ultimately, when I saw that that lineup today. You know, we're, you know, there's always going to be a difficult challenge against uh, champions elect for the Premier League this season, and potentially Champions League elect. Yeah. But with Mitrovic and Seri both missing, presumably for injuries, it was going to make the, diff- the job a little bit more harder. So when I saw that lineup, I was obviously concerned, and I think obviously Scott Parker's tactics seemed to be protect or minimise how many goals you can see. Do you agree with that? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was there was no Mitrovic up front, so he, they didn't have an out ball for anybody um you know they had we had um um floyd aite up front and um you know there, there's 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 no mitrovic effect so mm. you can't pump a long ball up and we were trying to play ourselves out 
um, uh, in the first, especially in the first half, and getting ourselves into trouble and, uh, and being intercepted, and that's what caused really um, at least one of the two goals that they scored. Mm. So yeah, I mean the the, the team I saw. Uh, starting at the, at the first whistle, I thought, "Oh God, help us! Mm. This is going to be, this is going to be embarrassing. This could be five, six nil." Absolutely. But, you know, you know, they committed themselves as best as they could, um, and uh, I thought um, Angisa had a had a good game. Uh, he, uh, like I said to you earlier, he is. If if there is such a thing as a form player for Fulham at the moment, <laughs> absolutely, he, yeah, he, he is that. And uh, he, he's starting to show why we did spend a lot of money for him. Just a shame he couldn't have done that a bit more often. But yeah. not his fault we're in this situation, you know, so... I agree. And I think, obviously, when I saw that lineup, I, I was wondering, you know, expecting the worst. But, you know, well, look, for what I saw, first 10 minutes, I thought Man City came here determined to kill the game off immediately. They got that early goal. They were running at 200 miles an hour, you know, running at the ball, chasing the ball down, not giving us even an inch of breathing space. They got a first goal after, I think, about five minutes and could have scored another two before 10 minutes were up. Yeah. That was their, that was their game plan, in my opinion. That, you know, then eventually we sort of got, got, got back into the game. We started, I'll say, control the midfield. Passing the ball well, you said Angisa was passing the ball elegantly. He was getting stuck into the game. Tom, I think, had a very quiet game and you know had a really fairly disappointing game in my opinion. But when we started composing ourselves, I thought well, actually there's an opportunity just to sort of steady the ship, don't give the ball away. But unfortunately, we made another silly mistake, and lo and behold, the story of our season, we conceded another goal. So do you want to talk through this? What you saw the second goal, another defensive mistake? Yeah, uh, I thought we'd um, we cleared the danger uh, the ball comes to um, Joe Bryan and mm. and he he air kicks it and it, <laughs> it, 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 he, he makes, con- makes contact with the ball but passes it straight to a, a City player mm. and um, you know ball gets crossed into the box 2-0 so yeah it's uh, you know that's, that's disappointing good uh, finish though yeah world class finish oh yeah well the way that uh, Aguero dinked it over was, was class we were right behind it but but I also say in the lead up to that Joe Bryan era, Tom Kenny should not be abstained for any, for you know he made a mistake as well. He gave the ball on the halfway line, which then put put our defence immediately under pressure. Joe Bryan then made a further mistake. So ultimately, if, if Tom Kenny had not made that basic error, maybe you know, maybe we would have gone two 0 down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just thought Tom wasn't wasn't really at the races today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just strolling around a bit too much. Um, not really influencing the game at all, really. Mm. Uh, no, had a very mm. poor game, and uh, that sort of summed it up. That mm. mistake um, that, that cost us. It's just a shame, though, that um, <coughs> there, um, especially the second goal came from our mistake. You know, if you, you know, you're probably going to lose against Man City, but you know, if if you're going to lose to mm. uh, goals, uh, let it be a, uh, because of their good play, not because of your mistake. And it was partly our mistake for that second goal that was it was such a poor silly schoolboy yeah, mistake exactly just like you know and I think similar to the first Fosimenta you know giving the ball away for the first goal again two defensive mistakes two goals yeah. you know, story of our season and to be honest the rest of the first half I thought we sort of I wouldn't say con- you know we were fairly comfortable Man City were I think were guilty for missing a lot of you could argue straightforward chances they were sort of shooting off target quite often they had a lot of possession as you'd expect but you know would you argue that Fulham Kept Man City at bay, or Man City maybe playing second gear. A bit of and both. A bit of both. I think we did. We did sort of keep them at bay. They didn't. Um, you know, there, it, there wasn't any sort of like one-on-ones or anything mm. like that. But uh, uh, like I said, I think Man City were, were playing in second, third gear in the second mm. half, 
and they got a little bit lackadaisical. They could have had about five, six, mm. uh, but their, uh, some of their finishing was, was awful. And I said to you mm. that uh, I bet uh, Guardiola will have a word with them afterwards because he's such a perfectionist. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they, they, they did a, a, the job that they needed to do. Exactly. Uh, I, I just thought um, it was all a bit too easy for them. And, um, uh, you know, we just couldn't really force a proper chance, mm. uh, a couple of half chances, a couple of crosses. Uh, but other than that, you know, um, not Didn't really not offer much, did we? There was just that funny moment when, in the second half, the Man City player shot the ball over, or kicked the ball over the Putney end roof. That ever, that, I can't remember seeing that happening in living memory. That, that got the biggest <laughs> cheer from the home fans all day. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't know who shot the ball over, but it went over the uh, Putney uh, stand roof, mm. and uh, it got the best applause all day from the Fulham fans. It was a great, great moment. <laughs> so second half, finished nil-nil, you know, over 45 minutes. So again... It could be a combination of Fulham, you know, keeping them slightly at bay, but at the same time, Man City maybe just being a little bit guilty of being too casual at times. But are there any, were there any positives you took from that second half performance? Um, no, I'm just the uh, just Angisa's performance. Mm. Uh, he just sort of uh, shone through as um, you know someone who could uh, take the game by the scruff of the neck and and uh, sort of really impose himself, which we've seldom seen this season. Mm. But it, it was good to see. And uh, I, I, I doubt any other Fulham, uh, Fulham player uh, fan mm. would uh, disagree that he was the, the player that, that did shine mm. out. Uh, now we want to see a bit more of that yeah. because we want to, even though we're, we're down, we want to fi- we want to finish with some pride and dignity. Mm. And if he can put in performances like that against uh, uh, you know the uh, uh, six teams we've got left, then you know hopefully we we can pick something up. And mm. uh, you know that was a good forceful. Um, uh, you know, holding midfielders' performance today. Yeah, I think some of the positives I take from that second half in particular was a lot of fighting the defence. I think the other day we didn't concede. Um, the, you know, the all bodies to the ball, fighting, you know, tooth and nail to not to concede a third goal. You know, Chambers, I thought, you know, put aside his passing, actually, you know, defended pretty admirably. Marchand, you know, did his job. And again, Christie and O'Brien, unfortunately, sort of, Brian in particular, I'm going to be quite critical of him today. So there were a few moments where obviously he was a fault for the second goal. He had opportunities wide in the second half and unfortunately poor crossing or poor decision making let, let us down at times. I just think we got ourselves into potentially good good positions, but you know, the decision making let us down at times, which is unfortunate. But I just want to reflect on maybe two or three talking points from the second half. So firstly, did you see the instant when you, we were talking about Ryan Babel when he sort of made a gesture towards Joe Bryan? Did you see that moment? I, I sort of so I don't know what he was yeah. he was arguing about, uh, but uh, yeah he was he was pretty pretty agitated uh, mm. about what I I don't know. See that Brian had the had space on on the on the left and was expecting the ball to be crossed into the box, but obviously he went he went he went pushed further downfield, lost possession of the ball, and, and Babel unfortunately made a very a gesture which I think should be penalised by the club for very unprofessional, especially he was captain at that point. He was, a, he was a captain at the point. Tom Kenny gave him the armband, and that, you don't act like that as a as a captain of your team. And he did another gesture in the first half towards Callum Chambers when you know when he was expecting Callum Chambers to hoof the ball forward, and we lost possession. And Man City won the free kick. I don't remember if you saw that incident in the first half again when Chambers and and Babel were having words. So there was that's, so that's a controversial some controversial point. The other point I was going to mention is Sherlock coming on. There were some boos around the crowd. What what, what are your thoughts about booing your own well, players? I would, I would never do it myself. Um, uh, I, everyone's got their own opinion. Uh, everyone knows that, uh, but uh, no, not for me. I don't. I don't see the point of it, really. It's uh, 
you know, it's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help. Uh, it doesn't help the player at all. Um, I can see why people may have booed him, but you know, at the end of the day, people have their opinions about what they think happens at the football club, but they have no idea mm. uh, about what happens. It's all rumour. It's all everything they hear on the internet. Um, you know, who knows what what happens behind the scenes. Um, uh, in terms of um, mm. Sherla coming on, why not? We're going down anyway. We, we were losing the game. We exactly. would have lost the game anyway. What difference does it make? Sure, it's counterproductive, if anything. Although I would have liked to have seen Stephen Sessignon um, being given a few minutes, like you said. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, it makes no difference to me. I don't know why people get so upset about it. OK. And the third thing I was going to say, we had three captains on the pitch today. Tom gave his armband to Babel, who then got substituted, and that was then passed on to Kevin MacDonald. Thoughts on, on Babel giving the armband? Should it have gone to Ryan Sessignon by Tom? It just seems, it seems an odd decision by Tom to give his armband to Ryan Babel. I know it doesn't... Well, I presume that they they already know mm. that um, Ryan Babel is the next in command, if, if, that's, uh, if that's the right expression. Which is puzzling, given the fact he's only here for four, four or five months. Well, and... there we go. Maybe he displays <laughs> something in the, uh, in the camp that we don't know about. Mm. Uh, that uh, means he's, he's sort of ca captain or semi uh, vice captain material. I don't know. And again, it's only speculation <laughs> on our parts as to as to why he gets the armband when Kearney goes off. Mm. I don't care anyway, really. In, in the day we lost 2-0, yeah. that's probably the, 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 the stat that counts today. So yeah. final thoughts of the match, Matt, men against boys? Uh, it was men against boys, really. It was, uh, like I said to you, it's like the... Uh, uh, the big, uh, the big uh, lads against the small kids at school playing at school. <laughs> it was um, felt like a training know, game. It was a bit like like a, friendly, pre-season friendly. Yeah, uh, but it, it was good to come down here again because I've I've missed a couple of games and I've missed being here on a lovely spring day. I wanted to see how we do against one of the best teams in Europe, and uh, you know uh, we played well in in patches. We did we didn't really frighten them, uh, but it was it was good to see. And uh, so we kept it down to a respectable 2 0. Exactly. I think that, that's what we were. I think we would breathe a sigh of relief that he only finished 2 0. But that's, I think, purely be, mainly because of Man City's um, poor finishing. Finally, got that over 20 shots on target um, in the match. Yeah. So, and Fulham had unfortunately zero on target. So, um, but we beat one of the stats anyway, did we not? Yeah. Well, we did have, no, we had no shots on target. But we, we had, had some shots, shots on, off target. On goal. So, yeah. again, we but beat. But no corners. No corners again. So, yeah. um, Anyway, thanks for thanks for joining College Talk again, Joe. Good to have you back. You're welcome. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's it. That's us. That's Emilio Donnelly just concluding here from Craven Cottage after a, well, a two-nil defeat for Fulham against Manchester City. But like Joe said, it was men against boys today, and thankfully the score was just kept down to two-zero. So hopefully we'll have more to cheer about when we play Watford away on Tuesday night. Thanks for listening to College Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.